Hello, welcome to Codependent and Shit. What's up, guys? I'm back. I hope in the near future I will stop taking such fat breaks from recording. But I can't guarantee that because (laughs) I'm still (laughs) struggling with um, a lot of things. Grief um, and many things. (laughs) All the things, (laughs) all the fucking things. So, I kind of want to jump into the what this episode's about, but I have also, I actually had someone say, when I posted something on the Instagram about that I was going to record again, someone was like, yeah, we need you to catch us up on what's going on. What the fuck's going on in my life? Um, my last episode I was talking about, are you, should you end your situationship? And I thought I was fully on board with doing that. I was, and I, of course, did not. (laughs) I went back um, because I realized that I don't necessarily think I want to be tied down and committed right now. Like, I really tricked myself into thinking that's what I want right now. Um, and that it's these people I'm seeking that don't want to be with me, but it's not. I seek those people, and if you are in this pattern, you are the same. You seek emotionally unavailable because you are also emotionally unavailable. Um, but getting real with myself, like, low-key, I str- Low-key, I don't know why I talk like that. I don't know when it's going to change. I'm 31 and I still fucking talk like this. But- (laughs) Um, I got the book by the holistic psychologist, um, her second book, and it was about like defining who you are because I really don't know who the fuck I am. That's something I want to mention. If you experience a severe loss, like of a very close loved one and family member, um, or a caregiver, someone you are very codependent on, I fully... I'm experiencing it and believe that you have an identity, um, a death of your identity because you are so, you're so ingrained with that person. Um, so for them to die is a part of you dying. Um, just the way I was brought up, my situation personally, you know, being in a home with just a mom and my sister, a single mom raising two kids. And just the, my mom and her own issues, the way it played out was that I was so over-enmeshed. We were so over-enmeshed. Our family unit was a blob family. That's what I call it. <clears throat> and so that's how I was brought up. And that's how I was, um, I always still related to my mom. And to this day, to her, to the day she died, I, f- I was still overly enmeshed. And uh, in, she was enmeshed in my life and vice versa. And it was... It was killing me and making me not succeed as a person. Um, also, because she was uh, mentally and uh, emotionally really abusive, so I was getting abused to this day, to the day she died, and so I actually couldn't really heal um, fully because I was still still dancing with the you know like the devil like. Um, you can't heal from abuse until you're away from it. 
So I was trying to heal all this abuse and um, the abuse that partners inflicted on me, like uh, romantic abuse that I went through, like, you know, but I was still being abused by my OG abuser. I hate to say that, like, I love my mom. It's a really weird thing to, uh, I'm grieving her, but I'm also, I'm free from a lot of stuff that held me back and the way I'm treated um, in my day-to-day life is is night and day. Like, I don't have anyone hounding me. Um, and it feels really good and I feel free in a lot of ways. And I feel like I'm finally healing. And also, <clears throat> I feel like I can finally uh, forgive my mom now that she's gone. I don't think I could forgive her while she was alive. Um, and her passing is sad and tragic, especially that it was abrupt and out of nowhere. But um, I, I feel it's easier for me to forgive her and I that's something I have to do um I don't remember why I was going into this but I was you know the identity okay so I've really started to realize like I don't know who I am um I'm back I feel like kind of square one I just became this like party chick uh, as an escape and I don't know what who I am and what I want so I got this book the holistic psychologist put out it's about like finding who you are and (laughs) I'm finally doing that in 31. (laughs) And um, there was like a a exercise in there about visualizing what you really want. And when I did that, sat there, like closed my eyes and really thought about it. Like I did not see myself settling down right now. Um, I've always been super independent. That's the way my mom raised me. Um to just do it myself. I'm like, take care of myself. And that's how I've been. And I like to do shit alone. I've traveled alone. I've done all the things. But, um, I, I don't, um, I don't know if that's what I want right now is to set up, is to settle down. Like, I think I might still want to stay on that hyper independent path. But at the same time, I don't know. Honestly, the fucking conditions of the world are a huge like factor for me i i can't be the only one experiencing this i was on this like okay i'm gonna do me live my best life and then bam COVID hit and then i was like i started to feel like what is this world this is scary things are happening that have never happened um at least not in my lifetime that i've witnessed and i was like i need to wife up i need an apocalypse husband like And then I met my narcissist ex who knew I was looking for that and like knew I was like, knew, mirrored everything about the, what I was seeking. And that's how I winded up in that relationship. And at any rate, I felt like the world's, the shit's going down. And I was like, I need a wife up. Like, what am I going to do when the shit goes down? It's going to be me and my son. And like, that's scary. So Then COVID, like, you know, things started to mellow out recently, I thought. I was like, okay, you know what? I think we got some time. Like, I think, like, we're going to have time. I can, like, go back to, like, doing me, focus on me, and pursue my own goals, specifically financially, um, because I want to support myself. And I also, things I've witnessed over the last year with a lot of men in this society and women is just the amount of lewd scandalous just no one has fucking loyalty i'm sorry but i got to a point too where i was like i am just fucking done i can i don't think that 
I think the amount of people that are trustworthy is very low at this point. I think that we are in a world of walking narcissists everywhere. They're everywhere. I think they outnumber normal good people for sure. And I just don't think anyone thinks that a union between um, two people is sacred anymore. I don't think that anyone respects monogamy. Um, I'm sorry. I, I, I know there are people that do. There's some. But at this point, this era, this tinder uh wop fucking just everything is so sexual and dirty and it's like fuck anything you want and i'm just not with it but also like i just i don't want to be ever <laughs> stuck with someone trapped with a man that winds up cheating on me if i'm married and i'm like the homemaker you know like i don't work and that's what a lot of women do and a lot of women get trapped with shitty people because of that because they especially narcissists they love to wind up being the they don't want you to work because if you stay home and they make all the money they a are in control of what you do because they control the finances and b they also get to do whatever the fuck they want when they leave for work quotations work if that's what they're doing most of the time they're cheating i'm not fucking down um, I'm in these support groups on Facebook. I don't, I'm not active in them, but I see the posts when I'm on and it's so many women that are like, I'm stuck with my narcissist of 10 years, 30 years, blah, blah, blah. And it's because they control the finances, they work and they, these women are stay at home mothers. Hell motherfuck no. I would literally rather die than be in that scenario. Like there's no way. So my solution if I think everyone or like I don't trust I ain't trust nobody <laughs> is to make my own motherfucking money which I do are uh, but I need to make more because I live in Southern California and it's literally retarded how expensive it is to live here but it's also one of the greatest places I think to ever live so um that's where I'm at and I was like I'm good I'm gonna just do my thing I'm tr I'm getting my certification to be a personal trainer I want to work with people that are going through grief and healing and because exercise and lifting has been a huge part of my healing journey like I I know it's not for everyone or you think it's not for you you've never tried it but I'm telling you guys working out exercise lifting specifically for me is is it helped me more it's helped me more since my mom passed with my grief than going to therapy every week for sure like it's just there's scientific proven that it helps your overall health your mental health um it helps you heal in so many different ways it's proven so i won't go on and try to tell anyone that never wants to work out to do it but seriously it could it changes your life and I love it and I'm passionate about it because of that so I was really focused on that and then what started going the fuck on in the last few weeks the shit is I don't know what what's this like UFO shit you guys I'm sorry what the fuck you know like it was a balloon and then all of a sudden there was like four other objects shot down and I've always been really afraid of aliens since I was a kid because it's plausible any movie like sci-fi movie that's plausible to me is I love it but it's that's because it's terrifying like that's scary so um 
I started him about this UFO shit, and I'm like, what is happening? And then there's, like, all these train derailments where toxic chemicals are getting spilled fucking everywhere, and things are just weird again, and I started to feel like, you know what? Maybe I maybe I need to wife up <laughs> again. Maybe, maybe I don't have... Uh, maybe I don't need to be solo, rolling solo, because it's like, what? <laughs> Aliens? I mean, I know it's, there's a lot of theories, and people think it's like a fake alien stereo, whatever. I'm not going to do conspiracy theories right now, but I'm a major conspiracy theorist. Um, something's weird. Something's definitely weird. Something's not right. And it started to make me think about this again. Like, what do I want? <laughs> I'm not scared again. So now I'm very confused with what I want, but... I, at any rate, it, I, I stayed in my situationship I was in that I talked about in the last episode. Um, I really am good at convincing myself that I'm not attached and I'm cool and I get so triggered and in my feelings, um, he's on a trip to Jamaica right now and I lost my ever loving mind. I'll give myself a little credit because... I'm still functional. I could still clean my home. I could still take care of my son. But in the back of my mind and my gut is just like so uncomfortable feeling um, inadequate, un- like like just angry, just like what? Do- why am I getting attached to someone, you know, that is single enough to just go on trips like this and party trips. Like he's going with, there's more girls than guys in the group. Like why am I even putting myself in this fucking scenario? But at any rate, I also had to get real with myself and realize that this shit isn't love, okay? When we, I feel like we were really quick to think when we're seeing somebody for a while and we're having sex regularly, you know, and it's, you're releasing all this oxytocin, you're cuddling and shit, even if it's only like, every week, every two weeks, you're gonna feel like you have a lot of feels and it's usually lust. Lust versus love is what I want to talk about because I always feel like I love him when I'm like dating someone like this. No, when I'm in a situation ship. Or when, or if I'm dating them seriously, I feel like um, I love him. I always feel like I'm in love. Even my situation just, I'm like I, I just, I think I love him. I always think that. And then when it it ends and some time passes, I'm like, no, I didn't love him. I don't know if I've been in love with anybody. I just, I don't know what love is. I hope I get to know. But at this point in my life, I've accepted that it might not happen, and I don't even care because I just want to be. <laughs> I just want peace. Honestly, but I want to talk about the difference because lust is very deceptive. Like it makes you think um, that you need this person that you don't need and that you you have all these feelings and you're invested. And if you sit and really think about it, if you took the sex away, would you still be into this person at that level? Would you care the way you think you do? Like on a beyond sex, like what do you like about them? I encourage anybody to honestly sit there and make a list. If you're if you're spiraling out about someone you're seeing casually, um, sit and make a list of what it is you really like about them besides them being attractive or good in bed. Like what? And nothing physical. What do you like about them? Their values, their hobbies, their interests, their integrity. Like what do you like? 
write it down because you might not even have that much shit to say. Um, and that's what I wanted to jump into is just the difference between lust and love. Not that I know, but I'm going to read you what, I'm not kidding, chat, chat AI, whatever, this robot shit. Someone told me recently to try it and I've tried it. Uh, why does the robot give like the best advice? The This robot gave me better, <laughs> the most sound advice last night about <laughs> situationships and like, why do I feel like, you know, concerned or like jealous and it, this this robot put me in check yo okay i should read you what it said but i'm just going to talk about what the difference between lust and love via the robots <laughs> this robot the ai <clears throat> okay here's the differences you guys one is the nature of the emotion lust is primarily a physical attraction to someone it is an intense desire for sexual gratification and satisfaction often driven by hormones and physical impulses love on the other hand is an emotional connection to someone that goes beyond physical attraction and involves feelings of care concern and affection for another person can you have feelings of care concern and affection for your situationship of course i think that's usually how people feel um, but I do agree with this, um, because I feel like you're mostly invested sexually with, um, sex a situationship or someone you're kind of mostly hooking up with. Um, number two is duration. Lust is typically short-lived and can quickly dissipate once the physical attraction fades. Love, however, can last much longer and can deepen over time as the emotional connection between two people strengthens. This is how I know I've never been in love is because when I'm in a relationship, I always, the lust always fades off and then I'm like over it and I'm bored and I want to, I want to, I've cheated a lot <clears throat> as I was a woman scorned and already had assumed everyone else is cheating too, but I also would just be over it and bored. And even with my, my narc, when he started, um, with the sex started to dissipate because that's what they do. If it, they're if they're not forcing you to have sex, then they're making you earn sex and using sex as like a control tactic. Just so weird, and creepy. But it, that's what started to happen, and I started to feel so disconnected from him because I'm I'm just used to lust being like that's all I know. So if I'm not having sex with someone, I don't feel connected to them, which isn't good. I should. That shouldn't be my means of connection primarily, but it is, and I'm working through that one day, one day at a time. All right, number three is focus on the person. Lust is focused on the physical attributes of a person, such as their appearance, body, or sexual prowess. Prowess? I don't know what the fuck that means. Love, on the other hand, is focused on the whole person, including their personality, values, and interests. Think about this person. Do you like their values? Do you value the same stuff? Um, do you have interests in common? I have little to no things in common with this guy that I've been bent out of shape about. We have A1 physical chemistry. It is off the charts, but we have uh, very few similar interests and I his values do not line up with mine at all. <laughs> I mean, maybe, no, I don't know. I don't think so. That's the he biggest thing for me. And honestly, like that's something really important um with compatibility like you can lust after anybody but when you lust after someone that's not compatible with you i've recorded a whole fucking episode about this and i'm still doing it um 
you are setting yourself up for a heartbreak because you're not compatible. And yeah, me and this person are not compatible. I'm realizing that. And the values not lining up is huge. That's that's a big thing for me, at least. If I'm going to prospectively settle down with someone, our values have to be on the same page. Number four is motivation. Lust is often motiva- motivated by self-gratification, while love is motivated by a desire to care for and connect with another person. In summary, lust is primarily a physical attraction to someone, while love is an emotional connection that involves caring and affection for another person. Well, guys, that's exactly how I feel in my bones about it. Like, it's just, lust is so physical and every connection and relationship I've had was built so much around sex that I've just only been, I love lust. I'm a lusty bitch. I'm lusting all over the place, lusting left and right, like new guy to lust after. Um, But I hope that one day I am able to experience in feel real love that's healthy and reciprocal and I hope you guys do too and if you're listening to this podcast and if you listen to my podcast and you listen to other podcasts like this you're doing the work you know what you need to work on and um we're healing you're healing and I hope that you get to experience that love too because I don't necessarily agree with the line like you can't love anyone until you love yourself um I'm so sick of that fucking shit being like drilled in everyone's head because I always, I, that shit just stuck in my head since I began like healing years, uh, like I think it's been four or five years now. I couldn't get that quote out of my head and I was like, I'm not healed enough. No one will love. I can't love. No one can love me. I'm not healed enough. You know, I don't love myself enough, but it's like a process and anyone can come into your life at any time. And there's a lot of people that say that you heal in a relationship a lot of the time. So you never know what's going to happen, but I hope that you get to experience real love and not just lust because lust fades and lust is built on physical. And if you want something real, it's built on more than that. It's spiritual. It's a soul level thing, I fully believe. So and compatibility that matters. So I think I honestly don't want to say much more. (laughs) Um, I hope that I'm going to keep recording. I actually need to like address something that's happened in the last months that um was really earth shattering for me to find out and I'm going to do an episode about it but I've been staying quiet because it's a lot and I'm still processing it myself but um I'm you know one day at a time like I'm still just in here out here (laughs) doing the doing the work trying to live trying to focus on what's important and not get caught up in lust and love and dating and men in general because it's just not it can't be a priority for me right now it's just not um but always keep the door open I don't know I don't think you should ever close yourself off but I'm just trying to focus on trying to be a better mom to my son because he deserves that and at the end of the day that's the unconditional love I have in my life. And if you have kids, it's the unconditional love you have in your life. And love is everywhere. It doesn't have to just be romantic love. But I don't know if you're like me. Somewhere along the line when you were a kid, you thought that was what was going to fix you, save you. Some knight chiming armor was going to come fix you. Not fix you, but come save you. And I always had that mentality. I'm I'm still unlearning it. Um, there's more to life than a relationship. Um 
and I also I know it's not everyone's favorite thing but talking about a higher power is such an important part of honestly like about healing like my healing like having God in it I always give up like I I have the most finicky relationship with God because that's just how I am I'm just so up and down like I'm so attached and then unattached and I'm trusting and have faith and then I'm like no I don't trust you um like forget about it I use like I'll pray for a while every day I'll like really uh be mindful of like my relationship with God and and then I'll start to I'll stop but it's also it's influenced by external factors and um also people like if I'm not around people that are have any belief in God or can acknowledge a God exists it kind of makes me start to think like oh maybe I shouldn't like you know be into this maybe I shouldn't care because that's the codependency that's the codependency trying to just chameleon into everyone around you but remember what's important to you and that's something I'm I have to just keep getting back up on the horse and remembering that that's my choice my journey what I want um is I want a relationship with God so um you might be like me and be relating to that a lot and I would just encourage you to try to be around people that have similar mindsets and values because it matters a lot um anyways you guys I'm gonna keep trying to record like I said I love your messages um honestly is part of why I got back on here is I got another message and I was like I have to keep doing this why do I stop like it's helpful and that's the only reason I started this and I love that's all I get out of it I love it is just knowing it helps someone that's going through the same shit I've gone through and I'm going through and that you're not alone and that we can do it you're making progress it's slow the poison leaves bit by bit and it is kind of slow, but it happens, and I'm proud of myself because I handle things in such a different way. I date people that are, I will say this about my situation, <laughs> he treats me well, like, he does not treat me bad, he's a good guy, like, he's very kind, um, he's never said a bad thing, never raised his voice, never, like, he's just nice, like, he's good, so the fact I'm even dating someone, um, like, that is a progress, like, it shows your healing if you're dating better quality people, um, anyways i love you guys love hearing from you guys oh my gosh i almost forgot to plug i'm doing content for the stereo app again i've done this before but i don't know they like relaunched again i think with like a i don't know it's tied to tiktok now i don't i'm really confused but i'm doing content again for the stereo app and you can go on there and ask me questions and stuff or answer questions that I ask and engage in my content on there and please do because I need people to and I gotta plug it it's called the stereo app um and yeah if you want to talk with me ask me something reply to my I'm trying to get discussions going in there so if you want to talk in there about it's all relationship stuff that's what my um category is so let's talk relationships go get on the stereo app and come follow me my name on there i'll put it in the show notes um anyways guys thank you for listening if you listened thank you for listening if you listen to all my episodes and you're a listener if you like the show leave me a review write to me i love to hear from you guys it keeps me going and especially if there's something you've heard that's helped you i want to know it warms my heart all right i love you guys bye